Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. And my name is Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, and I am your host on this podcast. So welcome. I am so excited to start this journey off with you and provide you with all the tools that you need to permanently lose the weight and to improve your um, experience of life by managing your mind. So I would like to start off by kind of just introducing myself and telling you a little bit about my story. So I am a doctor, a physician in the UK, and I am a mum of two young boys. So Vivan and Viray are my two young boys. I am married to Rick um, and um, I live in London with my family and I am a life and weight loss coach. And initially I started off as a general life coach and now I specialize in weight loss for South Asian women professionals, hence um, starting this podcast to allow you to um, learn some of the tools that I teach my clients and what I help them with. So I think it'll be useful to kind of tell you a little bit about my story um, about weight loss so you can kind of see um, how this may relate to you um, and kind of uh, it will help you get to know me a little bit better. So I was kind of like, always a kind of an overeater. I was an overweight child and I think when I asked my mum when I started actually becoming overweight um, it was around about age seven and so I was always the child who would choose cake over going on holiday so it was quite funny because um, I tell my husband the story and he always laughs. I um, was five years old and um, I had a choice to go to Cheddar Caves with my family on a holiday um, or I had the choice to go to my cousin's um, birthday party and as a five-year-old I knew that there would be cake at the birthday party and so instead of thinking that you know there may be um, cake at you know cheddar caves and I can get ice cream and all these other things while I'm whilst I'm on holiday with my family I just associated birthday parties with cake and so as a five-year-old I chose to go to my cousin's birthday party because I knew there'd be cake there rather than go on holiday with my family and so it started really young with me I was an overweight child and I was um kind of always um being teased for my weight and initially it didn't really make make a big you know it wasn't really affecting me too much but I think it started affecting me um, more in my teenage years and I really was always kind of on a on a mission to lose the weight so I was up and down with my weight I'd kind of um, you know tried every diet under the sun and I think I started my first kind of proper diet when I was 12 I think it was Weight Watchers that's how I first started 
and um, it's basically been the same since then. So I would um, use food as a um, way to kind of get rid of my um, negative emotions when I was studying for my exams and I was always, you know, kind of top of the class kind of um, person. I But I would always kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to do really well in exams and, you know, living in the Asian culture, there's a lot of um, um, kind of importance put on doing well at school and um, even though my parents weren't as strict with like you have to do this or you have to get A's in your exams and things I think I put that pressure on myself and I used food as a way to kind of um, kind of numb it down a little bit and so this carried on into my teenage years and um, then I got into medical school and um, I was basically always on a diet I was always kind of up and down with my weight I was always able to lose a little bit but I was never able to maintain it and then came my wedding so um, as a lot of brides do I went on a I I kind of tried every diet under the sun before I got married because I wanted to look really good for my wedding and so I um, did intense exercise I was on a calorie restriction diet I do I'd done basically all the things there and then and then um, I was able to get down to my goal weight at that um, stage so I was 51 kilograms now I'm, I'm only quite little I'm only you know um, five one and a half so for me that was a BMI of about 21 and I was really happy there that's where I actually felt my happiest but within a um, year of getting married I put on three stones now during that time I was adapting to living um, in a joint family with my with my in-laws I was in A&E so I was doing night shifts I was adapting to kind of um, being a married woman and I was kind of just understanding um, life basically and um things were quite tough so I think I was um, using food as a buffer for me then as well and then I um, had my first child a few years later and I put on three stones in that pregnancy and then I tried everything to kind of lose it and I was able to lose most of it and then I got pregnant with my second child and so then I put on three and a half stones in that pregnancy and I um after that pregnancy I was kind of like okay I have kind of delayed getting on the scales because I didn't want to face my reality but let me just do that so I got on the scales and it was 92 kilograms and for me that was a BMI of 39 and so when I kind of um, saw that number I was kind of like okay I would really like to do something about it so I tried all the things that I had done before Uh, I started the Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Intermittent Fasting, Low Carb, Keto, Intense Exercise, Calorie Counting. I tried the works basically, I tried everything under the sun. And by kind of like, um, after two and a half years, I was able to lose some of that weight. So by the end of that time, so kind of after two and a half years, I was able to lose 21 kilograms. But by the end of that, I was doing one meal a day, intermittent fasting, low carb, and I was... Um, doing intense exercise so burning 1500 calories a day and I was still not losing any more weight and I was like what is going on I am a doctor I understand all of the science I've been really interested in kind of learning all of this so why am I not losing any more weight and I was frustrated at myself I was annoyed I was kind of um, blaming myself and I 
thought to myself, well, I had the opportunity to get some coaching. So I said, well, what's the worst that can happen? I maybe learn a bit about myself. And even if I don't lose any weight, maybe then I can finally make peace with the the weight and not have to keep worrying about that and have that occupying so much of my mental space. So I basically went all in on the coaching and I was amazed. I was able to lose 21 kilograms in four and a half months and I was able to heal my relationship with food. So previously I would look at food as something that I would use um, when I was bored or when I was happy or kind of in any any um, emotional situation, both, both positive and negative. I was always hungry previously, but with coaching I was learn- able to learn how to manage my hunger and um, be okay with feeling a little bit of hunger um, now and again. Now I eat plenty um, but I wasn't kind of um, feeling hungry all the time when I was getting coached and so that was that was really good and it decreased my desire so I was able to kind of see the chocolate on the table and not actually want it and this was phenomenal for me because I was like uh, hold on Here's me who was always the, I'll have three portions of dessert, please. Um, And to actually not have that much desire for all of this was absolutely mind blowing. So I actually initially went in for weight loss, but it completely changed my life because it changed the way I was thinking and it changed the way I was able to process my emotions. And so not only was I able to lose the 21 kgs in four and a half months, but I was able to have a much better relationship with my husband. So previously we were arguing a lot because I was expecting him to um, make me happy basically, but I was able to accept him as him. And then I was able to love him for him. And it was so much better because we were arguing so much less and we were having um, so much more fun together. I was able to be that mum that I really wanted to be with my kids. So instead of being the shouty mum who was always shouting at her kids, I was able to actually be present with them and be that mum that I wanted to be, be that role model that I wanted to be. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do still, you know, shout at them, you know, I'm human, but it's so much less than before. And I feel so much more in control of how I am. And that feels so empowering. And I was able to have a much better mindset at work. So working through COVID and being a GP, I was petrified that I would bring COVID back to my family. And I was constantly thinking about that and that would uh, make me feel really anxious. And then when I was feeling really anxious, I was kind of thinking about that all day. and, And I was kind of like just not being able to concentrate as well at work and I wasn't showing up as my true self. And so self coaching before each of my shifts really helped me to um, get clear in my mind and to set myself up for kind of, um, success basically. And I was able to have a much better experience of work. And the most important thing that it gave me was that self-confidence in myself. It allowed me to build up that self-love and the self-belief in myself. And because I had such a huge, tremendous transformation with coaching, I was like, how is this not taught in school? How is this not um, readily available to everyone? And so I was like, especially 
um, women of the South Asian community, this is something that we really could benefit from because we are just not used to prioritizing our own um, mental health in front of anything else. And so because of that self-belief in myself, I was able to start up my own um, life and weight loss company. And I have coached over 500 hours of, of um, coaching over the last year. And it has been so much fun. And I've gotten really um, so much experience out of doing this. And the most important thing is I have helped transform all my clients' lives. So they come in with one expectation, they leave with like, you know, improving so many other areas of their life. So this is because they're actually learning how to manage their mind, which is so amazingly transformational. So the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I really wanted to kind of help um, empower um, these South Asian women professionals who are my who are who I really relate to so the women who are struggling um, in actually putting themselves first and feeling guilty for doing so so often we think of self-care we think of oh well I don't need self-care my main thing is that I you know really want to um, be able to be there for my children I want to make sure that I am a good wife or partner or a good daughter I want to be able to um, show up well at work and I don't want anyone to think badly of me so often we think of um, other people and we put other people before ourselves and so the reason that I wanted to start this off is because mind management is a taboo in this culture you know mental health is a big taboo in this culture and so I was like I would really like to um, empower um, all of you to really embrace mind management and prioritizing yourself and actually investing in your mind and taking some time out to actually self-coach yourself and actually how that is not selfish but that actually how that is a, a form of self-care and how when you are doing that for yourself you are then able to attend to all of the other priorities in your life in a much uh, more whole and um, kind of fulfilling way. So um, what I wanted to kind of start off by um, kind of telling you about is um, I wanted to teach you um, the main tool that I use in my coaching. And this is something called the self-coaching model. And it's taught by my coach, Brooke Castillo, um, by the Life Coach School. And it is made up of five components. So the five components are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So let's start off with circumstances. So what are they? These are facts in the world that we can't control. These are things that happen outside in the, in the world. These are things that can be proven in a court of law. These are things that other people may have said or what they have uh, specifically done. These may be our past and these are the only things in the in the model that we cannot control. So what comes next is our thoughts. So when we have those circumstances or facts in the world, we have a thought about them. So what are the thoughts? The thoughts are sentences in our brain. So these are sentences in our brain that we think about that fact. And when we think those thoughts, that generates a feeling in our body, which is a vibration in our body. And when we feel that way, we take certain actions. 
So these actions may be things that we are doing, they may be inaction, so things that we want to do that we are not doing, and they may be mind actions, so things that we are thinking in our brain continuously that um, would be kind of, would consist of the mind actions. And when we are taking those actions, we then create our results in our life. So this is a really useful tool in actually understanding that the only things that we can't control in our life are the circumstances, but the things that we can control are our thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And often we don't actually realize that we have control over our thoughts because a lot of our thoughts are subconscious thoughts. They are kind of um, thoughts that we're not even aware of. And so we have 60,000 thoughts a day. And if we actually realize that we can direct our own thinking, that is when we actually can reclaim our power. So when we are actually kind of um, realizing this, then what we can do is we can realize that our actions on their own will not then create weight loss. Because most other diets or kind of other things out there will focus on what do you need to do? What do you need to um, do or not do to actually get the result? So a lot of um, diets will focus on um, you need to cut this out of your diet or you need to do this exercise or you need to um, stop eating this food um, or you can only have certain macros. So can you see that these are all um, actions that we are taking? Now, these actions may be sustainable for a little while, but they are not going to be sustainable if they're not fueled by the thoughts and the feelings that are going to be driving them. And so you may have had a little bit of success with weight loss by doing things like this. But what you may realize is that it may not be sustainable for you because it's not fueled by feelings um, and thoughts that are actually going to drive you and keep driving you to take those actions from that positive place, basically. And so that's why the results haven't been sustainable for you so far. And so when we can kind of actually see that, um, you know, we so far, like, for example, for me, I tried all the diets under the sun. And then when I got to 92 kgs, I was like, I don't really want to live like this anymore. And so when when I kind of started coaching, it was so transformational for me because I was able to deal with those feelings that were driving those actions before. I was able to identify what were those thoughts driving those feelings. And so only then was it kind of sustainable for me. So let me give you an example. So when you kind of are thinking about um, kind of things that you want to change in your life or current results that you have created, Let's kind of like put this into practice so you can kind of um, see where this is coming up for you. So let's um, kind of um, put in the example of um, my weight being 92 kilograms. So when I was 92 kilograms, I was thinking, I'm never going to get to my goal weight. And I just thought that that was the truth. I just thought that like, you know, that was just an innocent thought that was running through my brain. And I didn't even think to change it because I was just like, well, everyone thinks this and this is just kind of fine, you know, because it's the truth. And so when I was thinking that thought, I was feeling helpless. And when I was feeling helpless, what was I doing? I was kind of cheating on my protocol. I was eating when I wasn't really hungry because someone offered me some food. I was eating a lot of food that wasn't really serving me. 
I was eating when I was stressed, bored, frustrated, um, even when I was happy and excited. I was basically eating to, as a response anyway, to my emotions really. And then what result did that create for me? That created the result for me of me proving to myself that I'm not going to get to my goal weight because of those actions that I'm taking. And so our thoughts always prove, well, our results always prove our thoughts true. And when we realize that actually our thoughts are optional, that actually we can choose whether we want to keep thinking these thoughts when we know what um, results it creates for us, then this is when it gives us that power. This is when we get to decide, do we actually want to carry on creating this result for ourselves? Now, a lot of you may think, well, yeah, this all sounds very good, but I don't really know what thoughts are blocking me. You know, I don't really know like what is kind of causing any of this. And what I would kind of just um, bring, kind of like offer to you is when you start kind of thinking of it in this way, you may be able to become aware of these kinds of thoughts, even when you didn't know that they were there. So just being open to the idea may be the first start. And in this podcast, I'm going to be teaching you the tools to start becoming aware of your mind and start making the changes to your thinking so that you can feel a different way, so that you can take different actions and then create the life that you want. I just want to say that it is completely possible for you. Before I started coaching, I did not realize that my life would be the life it is now. And actually, I can say that I live the dream life that I want to live. I'm able to go and pick up my kids and drop my kids. I'm able to um, set my own hours and work when I want to work. I'm able to spend that time with my family guilt-free without without worrying about um, having to work and this and that. I'm able to prioritize my self-care and do that from a place of self-love rather than feeling guilty about it. And so in this podcast, I'm going to be teaching you how to do the same. So in this podcast, um, in this initial podcast, I just wanted to kind of show you the self-coaching model and introduce it to you so that you are aware of it because I'm going to be using this so that you can um, learn all these tools to help self-coach yourself. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.